Welcome in to another Running with the Wolves podcast on the Believe Sports Network. My name is Gabe Anderson, and I'm joined as always by Chris Emerson. Chris, how are we doing? We're doing great. We're doing great. You know, we got a couple all stars. We're still first in the West. You know, Coach Finch is about to uh, earn his spot in the All Star game, so I'm excited. Absolutely. And I do want to bring up this. We got a little business to take care of as first. I want to promote the upcoming, I don't know if, if you've ever heard of it, but I, I found this on Facebook and it's a it's it's a great opportunity for you to meet with other Wolves fans. It's the Park Tavern. It's called the Thirsty Pups Wolves Watch Party. And Basically, you just come, you go drink some beer, you have a good time with the other Wolves fan, and you watch the game. So games that they are doing Tuesday, so this coming Tuesday, versus Chicago at 7 p.m. Then Thursday, 2-8 versus Milwaukee. I know you'll be in Milwaukee for that one uh, yeah. at 7 p.m. Monday, 2-12 versus LAC, so the Clippers at 9-30. And I want to make... This announcement, we are going to be doing a live podcast live from the Park Tavern on 215. So not this coming Thursday, but the next Thursday for the game versus Portland. So we're going to go there, going to have some fun, do the game. And then after the game, we're going to be doing a live podcast with the two guys over there. It's going to be tons of fun. So if you're in the area, particularly in the St. Louis Park area, or if you're just in the in the metro or any anywhere around Minneapolis, come on down. It's on 215 this month. We'll be doing a live podcast from Park Tavern in st louis park so it's gonna be a fun time i don't know much about the park tavern but i've heard about it um i've always heard the name and i've heard it's kind of a cool place or it's i don't know it's got some sort of aura to it so i'm excited to see what it's all about absolutely it'll it'll, it'll be a fun time and just just a good uh, honestly come armed with questions as well we'd love to do some live question and answering questions you may have or just yeah. comments as well so again join us i want to mention it one more time all the details are being sorted out right now. But what we do know, 2.15, 9 p.m. against Portland at the Park Tavern, Thirsty Pups, Wolves Watch Party. It's going to be a good time. We'll be there. Anyway, let's get right into it. So the Wolves beat the Mavericks last night, the shorthanded Mavericks last night. Not much to talk about from that game. So let's get into the big news of the day. The Wolves get not one, which we knew that they were going to get at least one. They get two all-stars. They get Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards into the all-star game. And I would say deserving. What do you think? I mean, there's argument. There's always arguments in the all-star game. Like um, I think Houston has a real solid argument about Sengun. Um, maybe deserving it over Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, his numbers probably are a little better, um, but, you know, you've got to honor winning. We're number one in the West, so, I mean, I think we deserve to. I personally would have probably said Rudy should have got in. Um, you know, being the defensive player of the year right now, like runaway winner candidate for that, um, second in the league in, in rebounds, um, leading the number one ranked uh, defense in the in the NFL or NBA, um, yeah. I mean, but I'll I'll take whatever they give us. You know, like you know, we haven't got a lot of respect for a long time, so I'll take what we can get. 
And, and you mentioned stats when it comes to Carl Anthony Towns, and I will refute that a little bit. For a guy that takes a lot of three-pointers, he's shooting at seventh best in the league from behind the three-point line. I saw something for his career, and obviously I'm talking about career here. He yeah. is the best, statistically, I'm not talking about what he says or whatever. He is statistically the best three-point shooting seven-footer in the history of the NBA. He's shooting 40% on his career, and this year he's shooting 44% from the three-point line, good for seventh in the league. And when you look at some of these other guys that that are sh- higher than him on three-point shooting, Grayson Allen, three-point specialist. Aaron Neesmith, three-point specialist. Norman Powell, kind of a score of three-point specialist. Jalen Williams, three-point specialist. Kevin Durant, I'll give you. Malik Beasley. And then Carl Anthony Towns. Towns might be, other than Kevin Durant, be the only guy on that list that is called upon to put up 20, 25 points every single night. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, he's great. Um, I wish he did more. I wish he shot more threes. He's kind of been uh, upticking that recently a little bit, so I like to see that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's a great player, you know, and, you know, deservingly so to be an all-star. It's just, you know, it's a tough – it's tough to make the all-star in the team in the West no matter who you are. So I'm proud that we got a couple. Yeah, absolutely. And well, let's take a look at the all-star game as a whole. Uh, we'll talk about the reserves Let's start. Let's start in the Western Conference. Devin Booker gets in. Steph Curry, Anthony Davis, Anthony Edwards, as we mentioned, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Carl Anthony Towns. Now you already mentioned maybe you would have gone with Gobert. Who do you think is the biggest snub on this list? Snub that or a guy that made it that I don't think should have. No, no. I either way, either way like that didn't make it and you would put it in or who would be your, your West all-star, all-star I mean, reserve? Many, are there any, are there, there's nobody from the Kings right now. So, I mean, I mean, Sabonis, I think has a legit shot. I know Fox has kind of cooled off this month. So maybe that's what hurt him, but you know, they're sitting at, you know, fifth in the West and then they have no all-stars and the Suns are sitting at six and they have two all-stars. So, I mean, it's not all based on record, but that seems a little bit off for me. Um, Singoon, I mean, they're 11th, so I get it. You know, they're kind of dro- they dropped uh, a ways. But, you know, two guys on the Lakers who are the ninth team, you know, maybe maybe that's a little bit much. I don't know. Like, it depends on how you value the All-Star game. Is it just for stars, like guys that, mm-hmm. you know, are box office that sell tickets and jerseys? Or is it for, like, to – you know, honor guys that are on a winning team and, and, you know, contributing to a winning team. Like it just depends on how you rate things. Kind of like when you say most valuable player, like, is it the best player in the NBA or is it the guy that's, you know, the best player on the best team? You know, like there's, it just depends on how you, how you cut the words apart. The one guy, the one guy that I really think, I mean, we haven't touched on the East yet, but I was looking at this just a second ago is, I can't believe the the type of numbers that Trey Young puts up and he always gets snubbed for like the all-star team. Like this guy, the last two years has been putting up 26, 27 points a game and 10 or 11 assists a game. And he hasn't been an all-star either one of those games. It kind of blows my mind. Uh, I don't know what it is with the NBA and him, but 
they seem to not not like the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, my All Star snubs. I think the biggest one, and you, you mentioned Sabonis a lot. I I think De'Aaron Fox, although he has missed a couple games for sure. Now here's the thing: I don't know if Anthony Davis is going to play in this all-star game. I think he's hurt tonight. He always seems to be hurt. Who knows if the Lakers are even going to let him play in this all-star game with, I wouldn't say that for most players, but with how much Anthony Davis is getting hurt, I wouldn't doubt that the Lakers would be like, we don't want to risk him uh, right. right now, particularly with how fragile that team is. Now, would they put in someone like Rudy Gobert? I don't know, and whether this is fair or not, I think the NBA All Star Game is a lot about a, a lot about exciting players. But one question that I have is, you know, I wonder who picks like the injury reserves. Is it the coaches for the team that's that's coaching the the West? Are, are they the ones that pick? like the injury reserved guy, or is there like a committee of coaches or I wonder who's the one who goes about and, and picks that team. Yeah. It's an interesting question. I think it has to do with some of the fan vote, some of the, but I think a lot of it has to do with the coaches votes as well. Uh, let, uh, other, other snubs, like you said, Sagoon is interesting. I think Chet, I think Chet could be in there. Like, when you're the number two team, in, well, I guess you're number three now. Um, did Murray make it? Yes, Murray. Murray did not. Murray okay, did so not. Mur- I mean, you've got the number two and the number three team in the West, and teams, and you know, one's a championship team, and the other one, you know, has is a surprise team of the year right now, maybe with OKC. Well, and us probably. Um, you would think that they could get two each uh, over some of these bum teams that are like ninth and 10th in the, in the West that have two, but again, you know, is it Mark, is it box office? Is it, is it historic? I mean, there's so many guys that get all-star, you know, games that didn't deserve it. And they're just from years past performance. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like Paul George, is he in there this year? Did he make it? Paul George did him and Kawhi made it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's just, it's, it's just, it's a hard, it's a hard list to make right now. Yeah, the the only one that I was intrigued by, Devin Booker has missed a lot of games this season. Now, so has Anthony Davis as well, but you almost feel like you got to have those big names in there. And to their credit, Suns are really turning it around, so you need a representative from them, although you do have Durant. Yeah, you do have Durant, but I mean, uh, to, to his credit, Booker has carried the Suns when Beal's been out, when Durant's been out as well. So he's put yeah. up some big numbers. Let's, yeah, yeah, he is an absolute step. Remember a couple of years ago when we were talking potentially pairing up Ant with Devin Booker? We were having that talk. Well, was it Cat and Booker? Was it Cat and Booker? It would, yeah, because the they're buddies. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the talk was, was maybe they're all buddy with D'Lo too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been an interesting like, big three. It but was like uh, the pick, D'Lo, or yeah, it was a pick and like Beasley and some guys for for Booker, which who knows that might have worked out for both teams. It might have. Plus, imagine if we had Ant in that too. Oh man. Ooh. Now, now to be fair, I will say 
Ant is a very ball dominant guy, not necessarily all day, but particularly late in games. I wonder how that would have worked out with Booker, but that's just hearsay now. So let's go over the Eastern Conference reserves. Uh, Bam Adebayo, Julius Randle, Donovan Mitchell, Tyrese Maxey, Jalen Brunson, Jalen Brown, and Paolo Banquero makes his first NBA All-Star game. Congratulations to him. Uh, Now, I know that the Magic have been slumping a little bit lately, but congratulations to Paolo Banquero. I think he's playing both games. I think he's playing the rising star, and he's playing the NBA All-Star game. So your thoughts on those picks? This is good. Um, I'm kind of looking at it right now. Um, Yeah, I mean, I can't really argue with much of those. Like I said, Trey Young, they're 10th, though, you know. But Trey, I mean, 27 and 11 and not in the All-Star game is yep. crazy to me. Yeah, that but, that is true. I mean, he doesn't play defense. I get it, but neither do half those guys in the All-Star team. Three neither does Luca. Guys in All-Star. None of those guys do, except Luka. for Edwards. You know, I mean, some do, obviously, but not a lot. Yeah, I, I would say a lot of the big guys play defense. Like Anthony Davis plays defense. Yeah, But other Bam. than that... Like, I, I saw some highlights, not to go to the Western Conference. I saw some highlights of Luka Doncic playing defense. No, There's a reason he is a one-tool player, because his defense is awful. Well, I mean, it's just one of those things where why waste my energy on that when I've got to carry this entire ball club on the other side? I mean, we kind of got a glimpse of what they look like. I mean, of course, Kyrie was out too, but they're really – pretty terrible without uh Luca and Kyrie so there's a lot of weight on Luca's shoulders for for a guy like him so I get it yeah I'm looking the, the the very interesting thing I forgot to mention when we were talking about the Western Conference although they have a decent record this year and maybe a lot of this is injury no Pelicans on the roster yeah I'm okay with that the the only thing I could have seen was I think there's more snubs. Now, obviously, like you were saying, the big one in the Eastern Conference is Trey Young, which I don't know. I'm on the I'm on the fence because my friend's a big uh Hawks fan, so he watches a lot of Hawks basketball. So I'm a little on the fence on that one because he does score a lot of points, but he also chucks up a lot of shots. Yeah. I think in his head, and he does make some of them. I think in his head, Trey Young thinks that he's Steph Curry. I really do. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, he's probably modeled this game after his whole life. Um, I mean, he gets three times the assists that Steph Curry does, so there's definitely that's a little difference there. Go ahead. I mean, a lot of shots goes with a lot of points. I mean, everyone likes to cheer for Michael Jordan for all the scoring titles he had, but he led the league in shots each one of those years too. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, you got to put up a lot of shots to get, score a lot of points. Now, the, the other one, and this is what the Western Conference as well, other snub you could mention, Laurie Markkinen, maybe. I love Laurie. I love his game. Um, where's he, where are they? I mean, where are the Jazz at, though? I think they're hovering around the Lakers, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like, yeah, tied. They're tied for, you know, 10th, 10th, 9th, 10th. Yeah, I mean, he's got a legit shot. He's a, I mean, he's worthy. There's just it, the, the league is so talented right now. It's unbelievable. I mean, mm-hmm. so much talent in the NBA. It's we're pretty lucky to be in this era right now. 
I, I'm trying to. I'm looking up a list of the worst all stars in NBA history, and some some that come to mind in particular. Not that he, not that he was an all star because they did go on to, I believe, win the NBA championship that year. But the year that Andrew Wiggins was an all star starter, that was a joke. Come on. That was a joke. And to be honest, um, Mike Conley, as much as I love him on our team, he made the All-Star game one year, and it was more like, uh, hey, you've been a really solid vet for a long time, but he yeah. didn't deserve it either. Here's a question for you uh, that's Wolves-related. Now, obviously, it could be different year trajectories, different scenarios, because Jamal Murray's already got a chip. But All-Star game-wise, could Jamal Murray – be the new Mike Conley, where he's always in contention to make an all-star game, but never gets in. It could be. I mean, the guard positions, are it's such a deep, deep, deep thing. And every year, you know, you get a couple more studs that come out, you know. So it's very possible that he's always a bridesmaid, never the bride. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, kind of he's not like stirring the drink, really, like a lot of guards and point guards do because of uh, – you know, because of the Joker. So the Joker kind of steals some of his thunder. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that, that could really possibly be a thing. And, and he, here's another question. What do you think, do you think that's NBA All-Star? Now, obviously, team players like LeBron uh, don't care about this. Players like KD don't care about this. But is making the All-Star team, is it is it about the achievement or is it more about like for here's an example of what I'm talking about. I don't think that D'Lo would have gotten that huge contract if he didn't make an all-star team. I really don't think so. Is it more about this is going to help my neck, the bottom line in my next contract, or is for it sure. more about, Oh, I made the all-star game. Yay. I get to play for 15 minutes. I think, I think making your first one is about now I'm considered an all-star. Yep. You know, now I can now I can put that on my resume. Now I can put that in negotiations. I think that's very important. And then I think anywhere between your second and your maybe seventh are maybe kind of like you're not that important. But once you start getting more than that, I think now you're stacking resume for Hall of Fame stuff. You know, yep. like LeBron James, I think 100% cares. I think he 100% wants to know that he has more all-star game appearances than anyone else. You know, like those are things that he can check off his list, to, you know, for the greatest of all time type thing. Like he, those are, you know, some of those accomplishments are important to them. Yeah. Like if, for example, I'll always remember the, and I think LeBron James is a huge part of this. Didn't Zadrunas Elgowskis make an all-star team? They were number one. Uh, did he make – I think he made it before LeBron. Oh, was that before LeBron? See, he could play a little bit, but the East was also really, really bad for a long time. Like, even in the Jordan era, like, there was, like, the Bulls and kind of, like, nobody else. You know, the Pistons were hot, but then they fell apart. Like, the East has had some real down, like, decades for overall talent. So, sometimes mm. there's – to put some guys in there i was wrong he made one lebron's rookie year and then uh 2005 as well he made an all-star game didn't on the lebron i th there would be an interesting 
article if someone wants to write it about players that LeBron made all stars. Drugged to the All Star game. Yeah, didn't Anderson Verajao make it? I would be surprised at that. That oh, would really? be. Yeah, that would be. Up. If he did, that is impressive. <laughs> I, I I will look it up. But so did congratulations. What's that? Did Mo Williams make one? He might have. I mean, I know he had a 50-point game, but, yeah, I mean, there's been some real questionable um, Eastern he did. Conference. Yeah, there's yeah, been 100%. some questionable Eastern Conference guys. Yeah, when he was a member of the uh, of the Cleveland Cavaliers, Mo, Milli- Mo Williams made it in 2009 to the yeah. All-Star game. Yeah. Which is just – Let's see. Let's see what he did that year. He played He's, next to LeBron. I mean, pretty much. Now, obviously, the NBA was a little different. This is before the Curry Revolution, so they weren't shooting as much threes. It was, to his credit, career high seventeen point eight points, shot forty three percent from the field. But I mean, like, that's pretty much like Jordan Clarkson now. Like that would be like Jordan Clarkson, who's a good player making the. It would be. Yeah, it'd be like D'Lo making the All-Star game this year. Yeah, right, right. Essentially. I heard something the other day, like everyone's talking about this big point explosion and, man, there's no offense and, you know, it's all offense, there's no defense. Yeah. Um, We're on pace right now to have the 28th most uh, field goals made. Like, it's not even like this is like people are making more, more shots than ever before. Like in the 80s, there was like, Eight eight of the ten years, um, teams were were making more shots than they're making now. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it is a three pointer, um, you know, has upped some of the you know the points per shot type thing. But um, you know, people are just kind of over exaggerating things. It's just there's so much talent right now, and yeah. and people know how to be efficient. Like the 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 u- efficient use of shots and a few efficient use of the three point line is is something that you know is more of an analytics based uh, marker that has helped these people put up these giant numbers. Yeah. And it's it's interesting you mentioned that. It's just the players are like you said so much better, so much more efficient and the the other thing is it's just it's a different game. Like back in the day Centers would take three dribbles. Now, Cat still times does, sometimes does this, but takes three dribbles, does a little jump hook, puts it in the basket. Now, what centers are doing, they're spotting up behind the three-point line and taking three. It's just a different game. Doesn't mean that it's better. I think it's better, but yeah. it doesn't mean that it's worse either. Were, were there were there opportunities for the grit and grind? Where 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 was it great when now obviously I wasn't alive for this, but the bad boy pistons, yeah, that was a vibe for a little bit, but it's just not where the NBA is right now. Yeah, if you didn't have a lot of skill, a lot of times you just pushed people. You know, yeah. um, if you go back and watch, it's not hard. Everyone wants to to romanticize about the nineties basketball and stuff like that. Um YouTube has games, like full mm-hmm. games. You could put in, you know, 86 Bulls or 96 Bulls, and you can find a whole game. Watch it. I bet you you won't get very far before you're like, this is ugly basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've watched 
Magic Johnson games, like you don't watch the highlights, find a whole game and watch that game. And mm-hmm. you will see how terrible the average player is. Like you will watch maybe 15 to 20 travels during the game, just because guys will literally pick the ball up and then dribble it again. Like, what are you doing? Like real elementary school type mistakes. Mm -hmm. Um, People are like running into each other. Like the coordination level was not there. Like it's just poor basketball. So the skill level is 10 times higher. And I've said this before, like Nas Reed is a, is probably five times better basketball player than Patrick Ewing. Like if Nas Reed was playing back in that era, like if you, took the current day Nas Reed and put him in, you know, 92, he might be the MVP of the NBA. Like mm-hmm. there's, there just wasn't six, 10 guys that could, you know, in and out dribble, shoot threes, dunk, uh, you know, off the dribble pass with both hands. Like those humans didn't exist. You right. know, if you are six ten or above, like you said, you, you put your hand up, you got your post feed and you crab dribbled five times and you did a hook shot like that was what you did every play like there just wasn't much talent mm-hmm. and uh the talent now is out of this world yeah and it's interesting i'll bet you if you watch like that not like you're saying like 1996 game it would look like do you remember that scene from space jam where bugs bunny pulls down the pulls down the projector screen and they're showing like basketball from like 1940 it's and what it's just a bunch of white guys just like passing it around and it's moving really like, like in that. straight lines. It's really like that when you watch like Magic Johnson stuff. It's like Jesus, like his dribble was nipple high the whole time. Like mm-hmm. he would get, he would have forty turnovers this game by people just stealing the ball from. Like you can't dribble like that anymore without right. people just taking it from you. So right. yeah, I mean it's a different era. We've got so much talent. These players are so they're just dripping talent. And the court almost has to be 10 feet wider to support all the speed and talent um, that we have. So anyone who's watching basketball is lucky to be alive right now because it's a beautiful sport. And just be thankful that the talent is so rich. Absolutely. And I think that's a good place to put an exclamation point. Do not worry because we are going to, as it happens uh, in this next week or so, probably get up another show maybe this weekend. But for sure, we're going to get our thoughts up about free eight or trade deadline, whatever goes down in that. I talked a little bit in the solo show on Tuesday, but we'll for sure get your thoughts as well because it's going to be a big week in the NBA. Of course, the Timberwolves, they play, if you're listening to this on a Thursday night, they play tomorrow uh, against the Magic and then the next night against Houston. Should be wins. Yeah, if we beat beat Orlando, Chris Finch is in the All-Star game. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Uh, but what the thing is, we can't overlook them. We can't. No, we we got it. We, we got to put the pedal to the metal. I'll just say I was at a game. This was before Paulo Banquero. This is this year that they drafted Jalen Suggs. I was at the Magic game where they blew it in the fourth quarter. It looked a lot like that uh, Charlotte game. We, we lost to basically Jalen Suggs and Cole Anthony at home. So we, we can't overlook it. We got to get it done. Uh, and also, I want to mention, don't forget, uh, join us on the 15th at Park Tavern for a yeah. live podcast after the game versus Portland. And 
if you can't make that one, make sure you go to their other watch parties. It's called the Thirsty Pups Wolves Watch Parties. Uh, they have one on Tuesday, Thursday, and next Monday. And, of course, we'll be there on Thursday. Chris, thanks so much for being here. Yeah, no problem. And this is the Running with the Wolves podcast. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe on YouTube. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating. Give us a question. Just give us whatever you think we need. And as always, go Wolves.